Is this frequency in use? Welcome to Southgate Vibes, a selection of the latest stories direct from Southgate Amateur Radio News. I'm Steve Richards, Golf 4 Hotel Papa Echo, and in this podcast, you're going to hear my personal picks of what is happening in amateur radio and the wider world of communications. Whether you're just starting out in ham radio or an experienced operator spinning around the spectrum for those rare and sometimes strange signals, I hope you'll find something to entertain you here. Welcome to Southgate Vibes. Yes, it's me again. Sorry about that, but they just couldn't get Philip Schofield. It's really good to have you driving the open road of radio on your big glistening Harley, the wind in your sails and not a care in the world. Here we go with podcast number 92, and we've got the usual mixed bag of communications-related goodies, which I hope you'll find of interest. So, why all the rambling on about the open road with your ZZ top beard fluttering in the breeze, or if you prefer, your Priscilla Queen of the Desert Arabic veils fluttering a full 30 metres behind you? Well, it could only be the legendary Route 66 in America, and there's a regular event which celebrates that 2,000-mile-long highway. It seems that even radio amateurs can get their kicks on Route 66. The Citrus Belt Amateur Radio Club of San Bernardino, callsigned Whiskey 6 Juliet Bravo Tango, in California, is once again hosting probably one of the most fun special event activities, the 22nd annual Route 66 on the Air, between 00 UTC on Saturday, September the 11th, and 2359 UTC on Sunday, September the 19th. The purpose of this event is to offer amateur radio operators a fun way to relive the ride of their own memories of Route 66 and to celebrate the highway's 95th anniversary. The United States Highway 66, established in 1926, was the first major improved highway to link the West Coast with the nation's heartland. Through stories, songs and TV shows, the highway came to symbolise the spirit of freedom of the open road, inspiring many to see America. So look out for a total of 22 stations, including two that are roving, operating in or around the major cities along the old Route 66, from Santa Monica in California to Chicago, Illinois. Each station has a Whiskey 6 callsign, followed by a single letter. For example, Whiskey 6 Hotel is being run by the Albuquerque DX Association of New Mexico. There are two official rover stations, Whiskey 6 Sierra and Whiskey 6 Tango, both run by the Northern Arizona DX Association. There's a long list of where the special event stations are expected to be found, all frequencies being plus or minus interference, of course. CW stations can usually be found near the bottom of each amateur band, frequencies ending in 3-3. For single sideband, look out for frequencies rather fittingly ending in 6-6. Digimodes can be found on frequencies generally ending in 7-4 if the band plan allows, but also look for digital modes in the standard band segments. 
Any amateurs operating whilst actually driving along Route 66 during the special event period are encouraged to take part in Route 66 on the air by using the designation Mobile 66 for single sideband or Stroke M66 for CW after their call signs. All other amateur radio operators are welcome to contact these mobile operators, but note that W6 Sierra and W6 Tango are the only official event rover stations and will be endorsed on the event certificate. Some of the participating clubs will also be operating in this event via their local VHF and UHF repeaters. Check the ARRL repeater guide for possible repeater frequencies if you're in the local area. A Route 66 log sheet has been devised. This simple log sheet can be used during the event for a quick log record. Simply click on whiskey 6 tangoorg navigate to the log sheet and download the PDF file. Be sure to print it in landscape orientation. This sheet is not to be used to request a certificate, as you must fill out the application under the 2021 Route 66 on the Air tab on the website homepage, and then click on the Certificate Request tab. Laminated stickers for car windows are also available from the same place. Each participating club will issue their own QSL card commemorating this event. QSL information is available, alongside more details about the event and the various certificates that are on offer, on the Route 66 OTA website at whiskey6julietbravotango.org. We've been keeping an eye on the various plans that have come and gone to activate the very rare island of Bouvet in the South Atlantic, and we've discussed the staggering sums of money that these dedicated de-expedition teams need to mount a successful operation. Well, the team that are planning what appears to be the major activation of the island have just received a welcome financial boost. The ARRL reports that the Northern California DX Foundation has donated $100,000 to the upcoming 3Y0J de-expedition to Bouvet Island, which is set for late 2022. The de-expedition will be carried out by Amateur Radio De-Expeditions, a Norwegian non-profit organisation created for the purpose of conducting the activation of rare or remote locations. The Northern California DX Foundation is now the de-expedition's lead sponsor. The three Yankee Zero Juliet team said that they wished to recognise and thank the Northern California DX Foundation as the lead sponsor for the 3Y0J de-expedition to Bouvet, and without their support, operations to the world's rarest entities would be difficult. A dependency of Norway, Bouvet is a sub-Antarctic island in the South Atlantic. It's the second most wanted DXCC entity behind North Korea. The three Yankee Zero Juliet team said that with its overall budget of $650,000, this de-expedition to Bouvet will be one of the most expensive ever. With the NXDXF donation, the team hopes to succeed in their fundraising, as the first payment milestone for the vessel contract is approaching. About a third of the cost of the vessel contract is due by the end of October, and the de-expedition said it wanted to have confidence that it could succeed financially. They say they critically need upfront donations to be able to make it. While they have a solid plan, a young and strong team, a dedicated crew and the vessel Maramar, they need your support to get there and to make 120,000 QSOs from Cape Fee at Bouvet. Three co-leaders are heading up the de-expedition. They are Ken, Lima Alpha 7 Golf India Alpha, Runa, Lima Alpha 7 Tango Hotel Alpha and Ervan, Lima Bravo 1 Quebec India. 
donations to the 3Y0J expedition are invited via PayPal or through the 3Y0J website. You can also visit the 3Y0J expedition Facebook page. In June, the Intrepid DX Group announced that it was cancelling its long-anticipated de-expedition to Bouvet Island after it lost its vessel contract. You are listening to Southgate Vibes with me, Steve, G4 Hotel Papa Echo. It's all about radio and the wider world of communications. I've picked out some of the latest stories from Southgate Amateur Radio News, and you can find a lot more by going to southgatearc.org. If you're the outdoor type and you like the idea of operating your ham radio equipment whilst out for a stroll with a dog or on a major assault of the summit of Ben Nevis, then a new handbook will be of interest to you. It takes you through how to put your equipment together to become a successful pedestrian mobileer. The Amateur Radio Pedestrian Mobile Handbook by Edward Brenizer, Whiskey Alpha 3 Whiskey Sierra Juliet, is now available for download as a PDF. The purpose of this handbook is to provide the amateur radio operator who is interested in operating pedestrian mobile with the information needed to get on the airwaves. Hopefully, with this information, the average amateur radio operator will have enough knowledge to build and operate a pedestrian mobile amateur radio station. It is Edward's hope that his handbook will guide the amateur radio operator who would like to try pedestrian mobile to a point where he or she can build a pedestrian mobile station and get outdoors to operate that station. If this handbook adds one additional pedestrian mobile operator to our ranks, it has fulfilled its purpose, said Edward. You can download the handbook PDF from whiskey3bravoquebeccharlie.homestead.com. As well as operating while on foot and moving through the countryside, you may well be inclined to stop for a break and put up a more substantial antenna to improve your range, even if you're still only running low power, which is known as QRP in amateur radio parlance, by the way. The key, of course, is to have lightweight equipment and compact storage, with batteries which will deliver a reasonable duration of transmitting, but without being unmanageably heavy for a foray into the undergrowth. Radio hams are brilliant at creating new antenna designs, and here's one which will get you going on three of the amateur bands with a minimal kit of parts. In a new video, Bruce G4 Alpha Bravo X-Ray demonstrates a three-band portable vertical quarter-wave antenna which will operate in the 40, 30 and 20 metre bands. It's also suitable for a small garden if the matching unit is waterproofed. The matching section uses base loading coils and they're courtesy of QRP Guys. You can look at their website, qrpguys.com. Bruce's application uses a 7-metre fibreglass fishing pole and a public address loudspeaker stand as the base support, so the antenna is completely freestanding. 
the design has four 10-foot radials. More radials will improve efficiency slightly, but at the expense of convenience, because more or longer radials will not be so quick to deploy or wrap up afterwards. The complete antenna can be deployed or taken down in less than 10 minutes, and the telescopic fiberglass mast is stored inside the loudspeaker stand for safe transportation and storage. The standing wave ratio, which is a measure of how much power is being wastefully reflected back from the antenna, is less than 1.7 to 1 for all three bands, and, as this is a resonant design, no aerial tuning unit is needed. This makes it ideal for use with small portable transceivers such as the Yaesu FT817 or the ICOM IC705. Bruce uses this antenna in conjunction with his KX3 Go box and performance is very good. Power handling of the matching unit is 20 watts PEP, so it can also be used with a Zygu G90 transceiver. Bruce reminds everyone working portable to check that there are no overhead cables above the area where you plan to deploy the antenna. It's certainly very good advice never to deploy an antenna in the vicinity of overhead cables. Bruce says that anyone should feel free to emulate his design and experiment. After all, that's what this hobby is all about. If you just type in Golf 3 Alpha Bravo X-Ray into YouTube, you'll find lots of interesting videos by Bruce, and amongst them is a demonstration of this three-band portable antenna design. Well, that's it for this time. You've been listening to Southgate Vibes, stories about amateur radio and the world of communications from Southgate Amateur Radio News. You can find these stories and many more daily reports at our website, southgatearc.org. Don't forget, we'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch by sending an email to vibes at southgatearc.org. So until next time, this is Steve Richards, G4 Hotel Papa Echo, signing off and wishing you best 7-3.